0: Hey everyone, uh, welcome to episode two of Evenings with Mitch Buchanan, the world's only Baywatch Nights podcast. Um, we've got three of us here, as we did on the first one, which we we're our your regular hosts, so to speak. We've got Mr. Nick Box, Yo. We've, got, we've got JPM, James Paul Matthews, and, Good evening. and I am Chris Hines, and today we're going to be talking about uh, Season 1, Episode 2, and Season 2, Episode 2. If you haven't Listen to the first one. Go listen to that. That'll give you a bit of a kind of feel for for what this is all about. We're basically just watching the episodes and talking about how they're so shit. They're amazing. I think that kind of sums it up. Would Definitely.
1: Yeah. I always say so. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. It's it's just superb. um Nick. I mean. Do, I mean. Do we need to give a bit of a background to what it what it
1: is again, or we just assume? <laughs> like I one? Feel like
2: for any new listeners, yeah. sure be just to kind of give a quick recap. It's oh, only our second
1: week, is it? You go for it, yeah. James. James, okay. give us the
2: hello down. Okay, hi everyone, if you're listening. So basically, what's this podcast about? So, as Chris says, you know, we're basically having a deep well I'll say <laughs> a deep dive into the analytical and dissecting process of Baywatch Nights, which essentially is um one of the greatest undiscovered gems of the nineties. But it's kind of like the most surreal spin-off TV series that you could possibly imagine, but the thing is, it was done in all sincerity and seriousness, but it ended up being an accidental comedy slash disaster slash car crash, but one that we 've come to appreciate and to love, and especially joining us for this ride, where basically every episode is our reactions and our and our utmost thoughts and um, trying try to comprehend the insanity. i think that sums it up (laughs) yeah
0: Yeah. i guess i guess one one thing people should expect though you'll probably listen to this and have no idea what on earth we are talking about you need to if you don't understand just go and watch it watch it along with us maybe you could always pause it and you'll get an idea like honestly this thing is so crazy that i mean i listened back to last week i don't know what you guys thought but i just, just listening to it without the context of the program. It's just like, what the hell is this? Is everyone just <laughs> men- taking acid?
1: I mean, one thing that, uh, we didn't mention is like, uh, again, for new listeners, the first season is, um, a generic detective show. Well, I say generic because it's far from generic, but it's a detective show. The second season is a supernatural horror sci-fi show, <laughs> um, but with the same characters, um, and it's just batshit bonkers. Um, so yeah, I mean, that really just sums it up. I mean, if you are a listener and we have put you on to this from listening to the first episode or you listen to this episode and we've put you on to Baywatch Nights, we'd love to hear from you. So just send us an email to mitch at deadgoodfilmslike.co.uk. The email will be in the uh, link in the notes and we'll say it again later on in the show. We'd love to hear if we've actually turned anybody onto this masterpiece.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, I, th- I think James wanted to add some in here as well. Sorry, I've mate, I butted in.
1: <laughs>
2: It's all good, man. Like A friend of mine actually listened to, <laughs> listened to the first episode. They said, this is like the Baywatch Knights version of Gillette Soccer Saturday. Like <laughs> You get so pumped and excited by what you're saying, but we have no idea what you're exactly looking at, but we're, in, we're with you. We're with you. <laughs>
0: good. That's what I wanted to come across. Yeah, just
2: pure adrenaline, but with no context. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and believe me there is a lot of adrenaline in today's episode
0: yeah oh so just to quickly explain as well that every every episode we look at one episode from episode uh, so from season one and one episode from season two so as i said earlier this episode because it's episode two we're looking at season one episode two and season two episode two so you get a bit of the the craziness of the um the, the kind of sci-fi weirdness of season two and you get the crime busting of season one all in
1: and there is some extreme show. extreme crime busting tonight There's Some <laughs> <real> extreme... <laughs> right. before we before we actually dive into it actually something that
0: i i discovered which i didn't re- i don't know whether i was just not thinking but did everyone realize that hoff sings the theme tune yeah,
1: yeah yeah
0: i didn't realize until i looked at the credits and i was like oh i should have thought about that really you know being the hoff it's oh yeah fun. we should we should explain as well this is david hasselhoff Mitch Buchanan is David Hasselhoff, if you haven't put those bits together from Baywatch. Yeah, just in case. <laughs>
2: he's got a nice baritone vocal, you know. I, I appreciate his singing.
0: He does. He's, he's a, a pleasant noise to listen to.
2: I
1: still remember. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a quote, isn't it? A pleasant noise to listen to.
1: I still remember back in the early 2000s, uh, being at your house, Chris, and us just watching uh, the Hoffs hooked on a feeling over and over again. It's great. I mean, it was a masterpiece that video <laughs> It was
0: <laughs> anyway I think we, we should we should dive in then to um to episode two
1: of season two which yep. the name was was it bad blades bad blades is uh, this week 's uh, episode bad um, blades let me just get the uh, air date up i haven't'm not as prepared as I was last week I forgot um. Yeah, so Bad Blades was the first episode of season two. Um, And there's a lot
0: to discuss with this one. It was
1: quite a crazy episode. Well, both episodes from both seasons this week have been pretty bonkers, um, I've got to admit. So, season uh, one, episode two aired on the 7th of October, 1995 and was directed by, it doesn't say, oh, you know, G- George Fennady. and It doesn't spell okay. George right, it just says George.
0: Yeah. What about the blurb? What's the blurb saying? The blurb
1: says, Francis Sandrine, a cosmetic mogul, hires Mitch, Garner, and Ryan to investigate her son Todd's involvement with a band of roller roller skating burglars that have been robbing people's apartments and slipping away in, at night well yeah kind of I, mean, I, don't, I don't know, if I, I, don't know no, I don't feel that's that accurate I don't, I don't think that's a very accurate um, description at all actually
2: Oh. May I also add that this episode is called The Todd Com of Rollin. <laughs>
0: yes, you may. <laughs> yeah. Basically every episode we're watching is the German version, so we have the German names for all these episodes. For
2: all of and our that, German fans out there. And
1: yeah. that happens to be because of obviously you can't get it in DVD anywhere apart from Germany. <laughs> so, <laughs> and and obviously the hops in it. Yeah. Yeah, the hops in it and the Germans love the Hoff. Right, so let's get started. Episode one. Right, so where where, where do we start? Where do we
0: start here?
2: Before we start, I'm going to say this episode should have just been the rollerblading Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because they were wearing official Power Ranger colours as well, but like, uh, at first, it was a bit of a slow burner for like the first couple of minutes. It was just, you know, kind of like that nice rollerblading montage, and um, I think the thing that really kicked it off for me was when the Angry Silver Fox... Fancy tie wearing villain goes. That was sloppy. And I was like, right, okay. Oh wait, yeah, before
0: before we even get to that though, I have written so many notes. On the intro.
2: So (laughs) far. Yes. On the intro. You boys take it away. I'd love to Okay, right.
0: So so just so everyone knows what everyone's doing. So there's these skaters and first off, they're going up and picking up what looks like empty shoe boxes. I don't know what they're doing. Ice cream tubs. (laughs) (laughs) Ice cream tubs. It could be something like that. I have no idea right, suddenly, right, one of them messes up, right, and back, hits over the other one. The thing is, they are going so slowly. How on earth did they even mess that up? I mean, I have been skating since I was a child. Oh, These no. people were meant to be professional skaters, and their skating
1: ability was awful. I mean, I'm... yeah, go carry on, Nick. Uh, sorry, <laughs> this is what I was gonna say, right. So basically, yeah, like they, they trickle into this like warehouse, right, and one of them tumbles over the other one. There's a there's some conversation we'll get into in a second, and just jumping a tiny bit ahead. The next scene is them fucking doing all these extreme tricks and shit. If so they can do all that, why the hell would they just crash into each other so sloppily? Like this? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Right. So, uh, there are some,
0: there are people doing flips. I mean, I don't know why they're doing flips. There's no reason for them to be doing flips. Someone pulls, <laughs> someone pulls a soul grind down the grind rail. Yeah. Why, on <laughs> <earth>? <laughs> why is that even there? What possible reason are they going to need to pull off a soul grind? It's not, not even, <laughs> right? Basically, what they're meant to be doing is picking up these boxes and then apparently going over a fence, right? And there's so many issues with this. Okay. <laughs> But this, oh god, I've written so much, right? <laughs>
1: Hold on. So it starts dim- it starts, right? So you've basically got this 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 grey haired guy in a suit, and you've got all these like rollerblading goons, and he goes, Nine seconds, that was sloppy, right? Go again. So when they go again, they start doing all these like weird tricks and it's this massive montage of them doing tricks, yeah, it's completely right? Different <laughs> right? That's rehearsing. not what they were fucking rehearsing. No, it's, it's, it, is,
0: it is completely different. The first time they're going along and they've got these boxes, right? Bear in mind, all you see is them pick up these boxes. Then they crash into each other. Then one of them's holding what looks like a pipe. And I'm like, where did you get that from? Everyone was picking up white boxes originally. That made no sense, right? He also was saying when he fell over, he's saying, um, it was hard to do when you're in midair. No one was in midair. You were on the floor rolling (laughs) forward at a steady pace no one was in the air i don't know so so basically a pipe comes out of nowhere apparently they're in the air which they weren't so many things there right then they start doing all these flips there's no reason why is there even you know i I have no idea i'm going to skip a bit someone pulls a soul grind down a thing. i don't know what that has to do with anything there is no reason they need to be pulling off grinds at all right there's a vert ramp in there what the hell is a vert ramp doing in there? Like, I don't know, That's just ridiculous. right? And then, right, okay, so he says, yeah, you've got nine seconds. You're meant to go along, pick up these boxes, and then be over the fence. Okay, that's what he says, isn't it? You've got to yeah. be over, you've to be over yeah. the fence. Right, there's a lot of things that need to be considered here, right? Have they considered, I mean, I've been a skater for many years. One, have they considered the ground's texture? Is it skatable where they're going to do this? It could be gravel. If anyone ever sk- <laughs> I don't know if you ever tried to skate on gravel. It's very difficult. One little stone can send you flying. That isn't something that was even mentioned. No one was going, it's fine. There's tarmac. Tarmac would be fine. No. They didn't even consider the ground texture. Also, they didn't consider how they're going to get a ramp behind this fence to jump in the first place. There was no context for this whatsoever. And there was no ramps also set up from like a gather in this warehouse that was pointing to go over the fence. And doing that, so rolling along, picking up these boxes, and this guy's got a pipe as well, and then jumping over a fence within nine seconds is
1: pretty much impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, so the whole beginning
0: of that, I was just like, what on earth? What on earth is going on? What on earth is going on? Like, I had no idea what was happening.
2: There was a lot of um, really... Well, remember last week we was talking about the use of slow-mo? <laughs> yes, there was a lot of that. There was so much slow-mo oh. in uh, Rollerblading montages. It was amazing. But that first montage, which you was just describing about, it really reminded me of like those demos yeah, that you used to get on PlayStation One, uh gaming like freebies, like you know, just like those kind of like, oh, this is a really <laughs> good game I'm about to invest in, but no, really yeah, just played in burglars.
0: <sighs> I, I mean, like, just putting burglars on skates is just not. It's just not a good plan. There are so many things that could go wrong, like kind especially. Like, like, hmm. you know, what, what about what about right? For example, if they, you know something was wrong and they had to go up some stairs. Going upstairs on blades is not easy. Going down, you can, you can ride down in some cases. Going upstairs, almost impossible. And if you get to somewhere where there's gravel, like I said, it's a death trap. You're going down, you're getting a graze and no one likes a graze. And,
1: and also, like, did you see the skates they were wearing? They were wearing like, like, just, like Toys R Us, like plastic, like leisure skates. Oh, they probably like Rosess like yeah. that kind of stuff. And then when, and when they were doing like the tricks, you could tell that obviously the, the actual real skaters were wearing like proper aggressive skates and stuff. But they were all these like sort of fucking leisure skates. <laughs> just like... I know. In fact, actually, that, that's a really good thing.
0: How on earth did someone pull a soul grind off on one of those types of skates? I mean, it's the soul space they, um, on those. Yeah. There's hardly any soul space. I, mean, I know I'm getting technical on inline skating here, but there's, there's not much soul space on these on these old ones. I mean, and those chunky wheels are going to cause a lot of friction. I mean, I, I guess credit where credit's due, if you can pull off a, a soul grind in some uh, recreational roses rooms. I mean, play. what
2: would you say is like more dangerous, burglars on rollerblades or waitresses on roller skates? I don't know. That's a difficult
1: one. (laughs) Waitresses on roller skates was actually a career in the 50s and 60s, wasn't it? So I thought
2: it was very impressive.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, did you know, they're on quads though, weren't they? They They're a bit more stable. So the main lad, the clumsy skater was um, EJ from the monster squad. I thought uh, I recognised
0: the guy. Yeah, and from he's somewhere. also in
1: Back to the Future, and he was in. Um, oh, he was a, he was a young Thornton Mellon in Back to School. James will know him because he then, in the early late nineties, early two thousands, became a producer for wrestling, WCW, and uh, really? a few other things like that. Yeah, and he he got really into the wrestling world. Because obviously, I'm a massive Monster Squad fan. He's someone I've been tracking, trying to track down to get an autograph from. But yeah, apparently he's like a big time wrestling producer now. Um, oh, okay. But yeah, his name's uh, Jason Harvey. Uh, but yeah, he, he plays the main character. I um, mean, he, he was like 25 in this, but he looked like he was about 13. <laughs> yeah, he looks really young.
0: <laughs> anyway, right, yeah. so yeah, so, so that, that's, that's the beginning then. I mean, I, I don't really know what else to say there. Basically, it just made no sense. They were just, yeah. It was just, I don't know. Just get on. Let's just get on with the next bit.
2: <laughs> yeah, so after this, you know, there's um, uh, Enter Mitch Buchanan, the um, gazing at a ancient Greek statue. Now, the I've got a couple. Of, <laughs> I've got a couple of notes here. Cause basically, they're waiting for um, Todd, uh, the lad we just mentioned in the episode, his mother to come in, who's a bit of a high flyer, very rich, very, very, very. Very pro. Um, so, so my notes for this particular scene. Sergeant Garner indicates he'd rather be shagging Evelyn than waiting. <laughs> yes, I wrote <remember> that down <laughs> as well. I thought was so like, where the hell did this
0: come from then? What was the quote again? Because I've, I've, I've got on my notes, I can't uh, remember the exact thing. I wrote do,
2: Evelyn.
1: Yeah, uh, I did write it down. Maybe uh, so yeah,
2: around for like 20 minutes or something like that. It's like, <laughs> and he was saying, he uh, was like, what would you rather
0: be doing? Like, I would rather be with Evelyn no, or something what? Rather... Yeah, what would
2: you rather be doing, <laughs> Evelyn? <laughs>
1: yeah. I think... Well, I
0: mean, the thing is, who, who is Evelyn? It was never made clear. Is Evelyn a wife? Is it a mistress? Is it a girlfriend? Is it his next door
1: neighbour? Is it the milkman? <laughs> yes. You just don't know. The one thing so I noticed it... about this scene, right, was... Um, it, it like, didn't feel 90s, it felt 80s. It actually looked like an episode of Murder She Wrote, Like the whole lighting tone and the and it, it just yeah, felt I'll like a, like Jessica Fletcher was going to come out any minute, you know.
2: <laughs> it was the thing that really made it for me in terms of that 80s correlation. It felt very Wall Street like that's the only way I could really describe it, very yuppie ish. Like, um, yeah. following on from the notes, I've got man, bring. So this guy that brings in the suitcase, I had my eye on him for <laughs> oh, the yeah. whole thing. Man brings in a suitcase to the table without explanation. Then the woman enters, like she was just kind of like waiting in the hallway so he could actually <laughs> enter through the door with no explanation, put a suitcase down, and then she makes her grand entrance.
0: He was very so, rude as well, wasn't he? he, was, he was yeah,
2: like, she wait for him outside the room until he rested the case, but... I, either way, I thought that was a, a bit lazy of her. I thought like, he
1: was going to be like a bad guy or something, but he just never I turned did. up again. I thought he was going to be like the main villain that was like corrupting a son or something, but no. <laughs> I thought that. They're the,
0: like, I mean, I know we're be ahead a bit on this bit, but yeah, but right at the end of that scene where they try to talk to him, don't they? And he just kind yeah. of looks at them with kind of a, like a scowl and then runs off. Very, and I thought, oh, seems a bit fishy.
2: It was very rude, wasn't he? Like, uh, it? He just kind of like gave an impression like a, a poor man's consigliere.
0: <laughs> I yeah, I don't know what's going on with him. He's just a bit of a twat. Yeah, <laughs> I
2: think
0: that's the easiest way to say it. It's just a bit of a twat. <laughs> so, so,
2: so, of... so carry on. So yeah, and that was kind of like there wasn't really too much of a build-up in uh, this particular scene. I mean, you kind of got the fact that yeah, she's um, she's very cons- uh, very concerned about Todd, and um, there was a really 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 amusing like line that um came up around here and uh, what's it i got in my nose
0: is it armed robbery the <laughs> minor um, infection
2: yeah <laughs> is that the one? Oh no no i've got another one
1: and mitch's face when she says armed robbery <laughs> oh yeah wait well, wait a minute before that
0: we haven't mentioned the fact that you know she brings out these photos of her son but they happen to be black and white glossy laminate promo shots who on earth just carries <laughs> those around like, you know, it's not like a family picture of like, you know, your son with a the, the dog or something, or you know, like just having dinner. Nope, glossy laminate promo shots, like proper like A
2: five size. <laughs> it's like really? The funny line that I got was like, she goes, uh, "My boy Todd, he's been lost since this morning." <laughs> oh yeah. What the fuck? It's not really efficient time to, you know, get a PI in. Like, come on now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Although there's also a line in there as well, which was, uh, I'm I'm thinking it is here. Yeah. Um, You have to know your competition to win. I want to win my son back. (laughs) 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 That was a good line.
2: It was was like, once um, she was done explaining to him, like, I'll pay you double, da, 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 da. Then, um, the moody consiglieri walks into this really dramatic like cheesy synth music and it's very clear that it's not there to make friends
0: no the thing is didn't you by the end of that whole section have literally no idea whatsoever of exactly what she wanted them to do yeah. i was just like that was the most yeah. vague job description it is like i'll pay you double my son's kind of missing but i saw him this morning He's been, you know, he <laughs> robbed a bank or something and <laughs> drunk driven when he was 14.
1: It was when and they, when, they, when they said, it's when they said, oh, well, why did you hire us? And she goes, well, because you're on the beach and he spends a lot of time at the beach. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you were doing research or anything, you were just close. <laughs> and then double the guy rate and then this really out of place, dramatic music just like kicks in. As soon as she says, double the rate. <laughs> have <laughs> probably just sat there been like, alright, fuck it. You know, I'm getting double
0: the money. I've no idea what you want me to do but if you're giving me double the rent I'll does, do whatever you want.
1: What what does um, Garner say when uh, when she talks about throwing throwing money at a problem? I, oh, that's I didn't like it that, No, it's, it's, it's on this bit here. Uh, that bit, was it? Yeah. That's what I've got next on my list. It says there's an expression throwing money at a problem.
0: i know that comes up later
1: yeah
0: anyway let's move on to to the next bit and so so basically we've seen these rollerbladers we've gone in and you know there's been this really vague job description about some kid that's lost but he isn't and he's drunk driven when he was 14 and whatever i have no idea so um they i've got here parking route sorry oh yeah so they um they basically follow him don't they
2: yeah, and like Mitch, uh, Mitch Buchanan, he's uh, he's checking out the blonde of uh, the blonde girl in the view He's like, "Oh, hi," you know, like, uh, it's just like <laughs> "Oh, don't get your love interest mixed with your." Oh, and I was like, "No, not not now, not now, Hoff." But like, um, yeah, like uh, I say, the Hoff arrives to slow motion rollerbladers setting out of the A team's van. Yeah. And he, <laughs> and he was like, what's going on? <laughs>
0: and he's uh, he's over with his camera taking snaps, taking snaps. Yeah. Uh, and then then he follows them to the to the warehouse where he instantly decides... I mean, I like this, right? He's meant to be, like, kind of a bit undercover, finding out what's going on. So what does he do? He parks literally right outside, (laughs) but there's no one else there. It's, like, pretty much an abandoned street. He's in a red car, right? He parks literally outside the gate in a bright red car. It's a Ferrari as well. (laughs) Like, you're not... (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and then he just decides, oh yeah, it'll be fine to just break and enter, squeeze through a gap in the fence, like straight away, no messing about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes in, and then we see the rollerbladers doing this rehearsal thing again, right? But th- this time, that they're, they're doing the box thing, but I don't know if you noticed, right? There was no pipe thing, there was no fence to jump over, this time they just got in a van! So it was completely different again. They've rehearsed, maybe, I mean, maybe they're rehearsing three different versions of this. I don't know. But I'm not, I'm thinking that's not the case because this is Baywatch Nights. And they basically <laughs> have just filmed it, basically just edited it really badly. Um, so I mean, I'm guessing the original thing was come along, pick up the boxes. We still don't, have no idea what the pipe thing's for, jump a fence and get in the van. But all they did this time is pick up the boxes and then get in a van, which is just <laughs> circling around. Inside yeah. of a a giant
1: warehouse I, my notes was they rehearsed by doing laps around a warehouse, picking up free boxes, and jumping into a van. Where was all the yeah. fancy tricks from the start <laughs> Where, yeah. where, are the, where are the ramps oh, yeah the ramps are gone as well the ra- all the yeah. ramps were set up were gone and then garner comes out
0: with the best quote which says, "What the hell with that? I don't know, but it hurts my knees just to watch. <laughs> <laughs> So they're, barely, they're barely
1: doing anything. <laughs> they're just casually skating.
2: Garner was great in this <clears throat> episode. I, I really love did.
1: Garner, man. He's yeah, one he of my favourites.
2: He's <clears> got <throat> some classic lines, which I'll get to a bit in a little bit. But um, yeah. But after like this scene,
0: <laughs> there's a good quote here as well. Just after that,
2: <laughs> go on. Go, what's your quote?
0: Well, well, basically, well, it's not really a great, great quote, but it's just so wrong. Well, um. Mitch is saying everyone in that group looked like world-class skaters to me and it's like no they didn't one of them stumbled to get in the van Like if you saw them one of them would literally almost fell over like these are not world-class skaters these are these are amateurs that keep doing the wrong thing every time they rehearse
1: that couldn't be any more wrong but yeah carry on
2: Oh yeah, he was such a hater throughout this whole episode. It was oh
1: great. God, it was great in it, man. But then he goes "So say, so who bets on inline skating? And he goes, I know a bookie that like, like runs black market betting on a blades." <laughs> 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 and, and then it's like, oh, uh, I've got written down here, I'm not too sure who said the line because my mind's hazy, but try to pick up Todd and stick to him like blue. Well, what, what, yeah. what about the
0: line? What, what, what about the line? on? Do, do people bet on that? people bet on which pigeon poops first. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, but it was after this bit, is when the Hof had a meeting, and this is where I lost it. His name was Pebbles Runkin. <laughs> I know! And the best, thing, the best thing as
0: well was how he knew him. Do you remember how he knew him? He, he rescued was, his son in there, so he, yeah, he yeah, owes me one. one. Yeah, he owes me one. I pulled his son out of a riptide once. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> it's like the most weird no, is his name <coughs> pebbles rumpkin pebbles rumpkin drastic since <laughs> kicking and the first thing that he does he looks at a picture and goes oh and kisses it oh no it's so funny it was so <laughs> it's
1: perverse right. that girl was like dead young and he's like oh she's getting better
0: <laughs> and then he starts telling a story i can't <laughs> remember what the story was now but uh and um. am Nick, I know. I know you've said. I'm pretty sure you've seen this as well. Yeah, um, how posable, wasn't it? Yeah, th- th- he, you know he, uh, he, basically was telling a story about someone beat the hell out of a doctor, and then Mitch laughs, which is a really inappropriate <laughs> thing to do when someone has told you a story about beating that out of a doctor, and it really reminded me of that scene in the room where uh, Tommy <laughs>, laughs at the really inappropriate funny story on the roof. Yeah.
1: <laughs> remember that? Yeah. I can't remember what I the story I did not hit is. her. I did not hit her. <laughs>
0: yeah it wasn't that big it was when he was talking to greg on the roof yeah, on the roof <laughs> And he basically tells some sort of domestic abuse story. I know the story, bit you yeah, and, like, and just goes, uh-huh. Ha,
1: ha, okay, Greg, what are you up to or something? Yeah, he just finds
0: it really funny. <laughs> it's like, that's so inappropriate. Someone tells you someone just beat the hell out of a doctor. <laughs> to, like, literally beat the shit out of a doctor. You don't just find that funny. But uh, that's pretty amusing, isn't it? Poor
1: doctor. But the one thing I've learned, like, just from two episodes, well, four episodes of this show, right, Mitch B. Kennedy is a cock. <laughs> <laughs> he's a lovable cock. <laughs> he's, he, he is a cock. <laughs> he's, he's just too smarmy, man. He's got no. He doesn't care about anybody mm. but Mitch Buchanan. I know, but what, what what can we say about the the hot dog part though? Oh my oh god! God. <laughs> well, he, take it away.
0: <laughs> so obviously, um, Pebbles Pebbles <laughs> Runkin offers, um, <laughs> offers him a, offers him a hot dog, which he outright refuses. Uh, he says no uh, uh, you know i'm I'm on a diet and he's like no i'm gonna buy you one anyway so he so he ends up buying him one even though Mitch outright refused uh and then mitch is basically just he just kind of just walks off after someone's bought
1: him a hot dog and the guy's just got two hot dogs and then the guy turns around and goes um the the guy says it's three to five that your agency's going out of business then the next scene Garner is standing at the top of some steps playing guitar! <laughs> I don't know why! He's just <laughs>
0: randomly playing guitar! But he was really just concentrating on playing this one chord, wasn't he? He was like he had just learned how to play a G and he was just like trying to get his finger placement
2: right. <laughs> it, he ain't no slash in November rain. <laughs> but you, did any of you it was the most inquisitive why <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was like it was just him going, why but then he was playing that that acoustic guitar so badly
0: he wasn't even playing it he was just trying to hold it <laughs> trying to get a note it was like it was like he'd just learned he just thought he'd just gone to the shop that morning and thought you know what i'm gonna learn how to play guitar
1: take it to the pier and give it a strum one thing i've noticed right Garner never does any detective work. He's just always just <laughs> there. <laughs> like in the last episode we watched, there was one where he was just sat there in a red shirt having a drink. He never does any detective work. He just appears as just like the, the sidekick. Yeah, he's,
2: he's, a, he's a secret he, brains. He, he, he definitely is a secret brains. But I'll tell you what, he is the absolute MVP when it comes to fashion and culture throughout Oh, this. yeah. Is, His yeah. Fashion, I've noted uh, Garner's fashion choices are on point. He, like, is. He, he is. He the fashionista that we, I think he's great. that we all need. But following on from this, this is where. Um, oh yeah, oh, that's yes. Uh, I know what the next bit is. <laughs> yeah, so the beautiful lady. Uh, is, <laughs> looks like she's ready to join L seven. <laughs> but like she goes into. T- she said she's the. Um, was it the vice president of Todd's fan club? Just to- oh,
1: hold on, hold on. No, we've we've skipped ahead here. I've got a lot more notes. Yeah, here. what kind of angles do you have in mind? <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly,
1: exactly that. <laughs>
0: So we we keep forgetting. game where they're talking about stuff and they're like, we've got to come at him from all angles, kind of looking over at Ryan. They're like, what kind of angle do you have in mind? Yes, and yes, then yes. Mitch has this like really cheeky grin. And then he's like, "For <laughs> openers, yours. And then there's a shot
1: of her legs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it goes, it lingers for like 20 seconds or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, then, and, then, and then
0: before we get, obviously from there, just so we can keep people up to the end of the story. From there what they decide is is that Ryan is going to basically go try and to... go undercover and try and hit on what's what's he called again? The target called Todd. Yeah. Uh so so they go she goes to try and find him and the first scene where we see She's Todd, amazing. he is playing a game. Have you seen what game he was playing there? Did anyone understand the game? Apparently he um he's got five sixes and all I need is one. <laughs> what kind of yeah. game are they playing? Well you've got five <laughs> sixes and all they need and all they need seven. is seven. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Who, what, what game are sevens? I mean, there was nothing there. I thought they might have been playing cards or something, but it just seemed like he had
1: just had loads of money in his in his arm. Um... Well, what, like what, what game were they playing? I have no idea. We need to... Get, get that. Anyone out there knows what they're playing? Let us know for next week. I'd love get to us. know what
0: it is. So obviously, Ryan goes and speaks to him and says, I really enjoyed your twerked invert
1: fakie Right. Is that a real what move? I've written down is, here. It, is. it is. Ask Chris, is a twerked <laughs> invert fakie real? I've actually got okay. that in my notes.
0: <laughs> so, to try and explain it, it's, it's a kind of hand plant. So, you kind of you go up backwards, uh, put your hand down on the coping, and obviously send the board up while grabbing it, and then um, that's a board. That's, this is rollerblades. Oh, Sorry, so, so, you can do it on fingers on as well. So you go invert, and then, yeah, to tweak it, you'd obviously grab the you, you, your boots
1: and kind of tweak it in. Right, so it is a that's real a, move. It is a real move, yeah. And can we admire how gorgeous Ryan was as a 90s skater chick? She worked well. She, she, she got the look, look Really good.
2: good. I said it, it in the first episode, and I'll say it again. Angie Harmon, who plays the character of Ryan, is absolutely... Beautiful. Oh, you know, I if if I if I you know when when did this come out again?
1: 1995 to ninety-eight. Uh, it ran, I think. Yeah. Okay, so
2: pretty much like eleven twelve-year-old me would have been marking the hell out, like like I did with uh, the beautiful Julian Anderson as a Scully back in the day, and still do. But like she looked awesomely cool with like a yeah. backwards cap and just looking like a bit of like a, a grunge rock badass. Yeah. I do was, think. So, it's... The...
1: Well, she's one. Of, because, she's probably one of the most talented actors in this in this in this series as well. I think thanks. she's pretty. She's pretty legit as an actress in it as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, there's yeah. one.
0: Like, so there's one bit I was going to mention on this. Unless you had something else to add to the 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 there. No, no, we're all good. So right at the very end of this scene, obviously she's just spoken to him and she's trying to like you know get in with him and stuff. Did anyone else laugh? at the timing of the guy that dives in to the pool right afterwards. Yeah, it was random. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 it's almost like he was thrown. I don't know if you <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: It's,
0: it's <laughs> almost like he was stood there waiting, and as soon as they're, there, they're like, no, no, no. Wait, hold it, hold up, hold up. That's it. No! And It's like, fucking lobs himself in. It's just, like, it's just so funny that you can tell how set up that dive was. It's so unnatural. I watched it quite a few times because it kept making me laugh. But honestly, go back. Anyone listening to this podcast, go and watch the dive. Uh, I don't know what it was about it. I mean, I guess you guys missed it. Go go back and watch it. It is a superb dive. The, the timing of it is amazing. But yeah, then we go on to... Uh, escaped montage so
2: no no we don't
0: oh no have i missed something
2: yeah because it was around this point that uh the silver fox is lurking in the background grimacing
1: was awesome mu- an awesome awesome music cue it was like a proper evil villain music cue as he came oh, on oh
2: yeah <laughs> that's it yeah because like um yeah so i've got on the, this particular bit um Oh my god, we're building up to a really cool bit that I've noted. But uh, in this particular scene I've put Silver Fox looking miffed, German He-Man, otherwise known as Dieter froze a stiff, followed by that settles that matter. (laughs) No enthusiasm in his like tone whatsoever. It was just like I know it's Dieter, um, the guy that plays kind of like the uh the more roguish, uh, yeah? Yeah, the baddie one. He pouts so much, dude, this whole episode. <laughs> he is a proper pouter. But I, I just thought it was hilarious. But um, there was this bit um, after that. And, I, um, you know, back me up if I'm kind of skipping ahead a bit. But the next bit is where the Hoff is talking to Mrs. Sandrin, Todd's mother. Is that where we're at? Uh,
1: no, I think oh, it's, it's, the, it's I, I, the, got, it's I thought there was a... Sk-
0: there's a skate it's montage
1: in the Terminator Two viaduct. It's, the, what, vi- admit- it's the viaduct uh, bridge thing in Terminator that, Two, where he. That's where he- later. That, that's no, later. It's, it? No, it's in it twice. They they do a practice run through it first. I was going to say, is it also the same place then, where the um the car race in Greece? I think so. It's been used in a lot of a lot of films. One thing I've noticed about this TV series, they use a lot of familiar locations. In episode. The next episode we're talking about, there's a very, very, very familiar location in that that got me very excited. Actually, one, uh, one
0: thing is worth mentioning as, as we're still on this kind of pier bit. Did anyone else notice that Mitch is still wearing those umbrella-sized trousers? <laughs> 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 They're so <laughs> From <baggy. last> week. <laughs> yeah, he's still he's still rocking them, and they are huge. If you look at them, they are so baggy. They are not fitted. at all. <laughs> I mean, I guess that was the style. I mean, back in the 90s, I mean, I, I know I was wearing lots of baggy jeans and stuff. I didn't realise that baggy trousers. But I guess Madness wrote the song <laughs> Baggy Trousers, so maybe I was influenced by that. But oh yeah, that's what it's worth noting. You know, yeah, that, at least to Reg.
2: You just reminded me, actually, yeah, because it was at this point that um, they was walking away from the pier Mrs. and Mrs. Sanderin and Consigliere turn up. So she's wondering, you know, what are do you doing? Uh, yeah, yeah he's like why
1: are you walking around why are you strolling why are you trying to save my son why haven't you got a magnifying glass <laughs> and oh and, and then garner says the best line ever he goes he goes to jail that's the best thing that could happen to him
2: he's bad Hoff, <laughs> mitch buchanan it says one of the most it says a line and it's so perverse he goes no, Mrs. Sandring, he's a very, very bad boy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh, it, it made me cringe when he said that. Like, oh!
0: Yeah. Which, which moves us on swiftly to after they've spoken to her, Mitch decides that he's going to try and impersonate a parole officer. Right, <laughs> right, first off, first question, is that even legal? <laughs> I mean, I know that... Impersonating a police officer is is a no go. A parole officer, I mean, that's a member of the that kind of thing. Is, is that legal? Is he within guidelines?
2: It's not. It totally isn't. And <laughs> especially
1: I've, the way he goes about it, as
2: well. I've got so happened. many. <laughs> I've got so many questions about this scene. This scene. because now this definitely played host to one of the funniest things in this entire episode. Is uh, when so Todd. Is talking to his uh, friends who don't give a shit about him at all. They don't really. Literally, as soon as you think of them, they're just like, whatever, fuck him. Right. So, bearing in mind, Mitch Buchanan um, is is a faux parole officer, and he just turns up, and then the way that Todd goes, "Whoa, hey," and he totally overacts when the Hoff grabs him very gently, and it, it was kind of like you know when William Shatner. Um, was in Star Trek as Captain Kirk. And when the explosion happens, he kind of overacts and goes side to side. Yeah, yeah. Todd kind of done a similar thing like that. So I've just put the way Todd goes, whoa, hey, totally overacted. Hoff doesn't even grab him that hard, but it was just like he just totally threw himself over the table whilst Hoff just gently grabbed him. It was yeah. so overacted and it was so funny. But the Hoff just but Mitch Buchanan just blackmailed the client's son with, on the scale of 1 to 10, this is definitely a 10. Holding
0: yes. that money. I <laughs> know! Oh, 100%. I mean, it was just, like, well, yeah, one uh, person a parole officer, and, and he he
2: literally <laughs> takes a
0: bribe
1: of, what was it, like, $10,000? It was or 10 grand! And he gave it to him straight away, right? And then this, this leads on to the next bit. So basically, yeah, he gets given this 10 grand bribe, uh, bribe then we cut to the office, and Mitch <laughs> has taped Garner's finger to a lamp, and he's holding this ten grand, in his hand. <laughs> and he's trying to fix it with some scissors.
0: He's trying to fix a lamp with some scissors. I don't know, I, I, I couldn't work out what he, was a, what he was trying to do there. Like, I, like if you, like, you know, if I've got a lamp here. If I take the bulb out, I mean, there's not not really much you can adjust. With scissors within that area of where the bulb goes. You
1: get electrocuted. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> Nick. And then they're half oh. the picking his fingernails with what looks like a Stanley blade or something. <laughs> 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 they're a bit of metal, so he's, like, picking his fingernails. And, like, Ryan's talking to them. And then she starts explaining, like, who the crooks are. And it's, this, like, guy that does all these international heists using extreme sports vehicles. And and he's one of the top (laughs) F, he's the (laughs) FBI's most wanted list. He's Interpol's number two most wanted person (laughs) in the world. We're talking the 90s, right? Um, Saddam Hussein was around then. (laughs) <laughs> but this guy that robs banks with jet skis and, and <laughs> snowmobiles and rollerblades is <laughs> the second most wanted person.
2: <laughs> Can you imagine that the guy that, you know, that was Saddam Hussein number two in that war. Like, the, the man with the rollerblading faction that will totally outplay any sod in the world. But. Moving on, right, from this uh, particular thing. So we got, we got the finger on the lamp bit, which I did make a note of, but there was two things that I noticed in the background. One thing I noticed in the background and another thing that I just kind of noticed and I honed in on. So first of all, the labels on the boxes at the office, I saw the D to G, but you <laughs> know, we talked about it last week, but it would look like it'd been written by a child. It was so... <laughs> <boring>. Comic Sans. <laughs> <laughs> And the second thing, did anyone notice that during this scene when Ryan was explained a bit more? the Hoff couldn't twist the water bottle cap back on properly. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. <laughs> I was not, I was, he was like, he, he took a sip of his water and then he went to twist the cap and it just come undone. He, <laughs> you know, it just really made me laugh that deal. I just thought that was totally not meant to be. The thing is, there's so, like,
0: all that within the space of what, like 15 seconds, like, that's so, such a short scene, really. There's so much wrong with it. Okay, but then we cut back to, oh God. The, oh my to, God. to yeah. the rollerbladers and he's showing them this, this map, which is the most basic getaway map <laughs> of all time. It <laughs> <that> literally describes <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it's literally got the name of two roads and a few arrows that go from one road to the other road. We must, it just, uh, just,
1: doesn't explain what, what the
0: building is, doesn't explain about anything. It's, it was the worst map I've
1: ever seen. Well, they do explain what they're stealing. Uh, they're stealing the plates to make
2: $20 bills. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Can we give a shout out to the, <laughs> the henchman with the long white? I've got it on here, right? I've, 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 oh, no. <laughs> that henchman's
0: mane. What, what, what was <laughs> for? He, 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 he's not yet. He's not yet. But yes, yes, we can give him pretty much credit. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Silver Fox. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get to him. We'll get to him. We don't want to jump too far ahead. I'm trying to be good this episode. <laughs> that, that but, but, yes. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's incredible. What we do need to mention though is an incredible quote. Again, a Ghana classic where they are looking through. No, no, is it, actually, was it Ghana? Ah, oh, damn. I can't remember who it was, but w- someone said this. You might remember it when I say it. The li- and this makes no sense. The line was, if brains were leather, the boy couldn't stop a flea. What?! Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? Was that? I remember that? It Was a Gala? It was Gala. Yeah, I was just like, what?! What does that even mean?!
2: <laughs> Brains were leather, the boy couldn't stop a flea?! I, I was gonna write that in, but then I... I did write it in, but then it didn't make any sense to me, so I just left it out, and I was really confused by it. I was like, did I really hear that right? like, I, was yeah, like, I, I
0: watched it back and checked. I was just like, what the hell is this?! Oh my god, that's so weird! <laughs> and then this is the really, <laughs> this is the good bit, right? So then, <laughs> no, actually, no. I, I, I think I actually I don't think it was Garner. I think it was one of the people in the um, in that get the, the kind of evil crew because then mitch and garner show up to the warehouse and for some reason there's this scene where it looks like mitch is going to drive through the unit <laughs> <laughs> like, for, no, for no reason like why would you do this like so unprofessional like and he's just like yeah he's just like this big build-up and, like, and then garner's like yeah she would just use the door yeah probably should
1: not <laughs> oh, you, you, again you've again, missed a bit we, <clears throat> What for? Miss? What for? Miss? You've missed that. You've missed when, um, like they're following um, Todd's car, and he's paid that girl to to drive oh. the car. Well, and, oh um, yeah. And then, Stop. and, and the you boy. got Mitch flirting with her, and then you got him and Garner, somewhere from the FBI and the CIA, the F.C.I.A. Or
2: oh yeah, shit. so
0: again, it's illegal claiming that you're from government agencies. But James, <laughs> I think he's got something to say here.
2: What, what are you yeah, got? Gonna... you got to that. The, the, there is a great line in that. There's a rigging great line but before that during uh, the bit where they had like um like the long white main henchman uh, around that point i think uh oh, he, he's
1: not oh yeah is he there, well, is is he, he there twice
2: is yeah yeah in this bit where he was just kind of standing around in the warehouse but there was a classic um, excuse me a classic line in here i didn't count on the mistakes that make you cringe <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there was that bit but then Again, the, the bit that you was leading up to, Nick, um, it was, oh my God, the best bit of like <laughs> line delivery between Garner and Mitch so far. Goodness gracious, what's that? If that's time, I've got a problem. <laughs> 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 to the girl. <laughs> yes,
0: that was an amazing one. But yeah, they just kind of have a chat with her. She's kind of like, yeah, he's paid me to... To drive his car and then they go to the warehouse. Mitch pretends to drive through the door for, for, for whatever reason. I I don't really know why. Um, I mean, once again, showing up to the place where this apparent FBI's most wanted list guy is there, you know, literally driving into the the car park of where he's based. I mean, it's not <laughs> to be any more obvious. I mean, and also for this guy who's meant to be this most wanted, he doesn't lock his doors, does he? Like, that is walk there's walk in. It's like the least it's like the least secure like warehouse I have ever seen. And then leave the plans <laughs> on a blackboard ready for you to find. Yeah. <laughs> and then I've got the note, that guy's grey locks are just fabulous. Where did they find him? <laughs> That's what I've got written there.
2: At first I thought it was the um I thought it was the classic wrestler, um, Oh God, what's his name? Um, Michael P.S. Hayes from uh, the Fabulous Freebirds. I thought it was him, like the, the classic WWF wrestler. And I was like, no way, but it just turns out that it just definitely wasn't. But like yeah. moving on after that, like because uh, that henchman comes back a bit later on is uh, when when uh, Mitch and Garner are tailing the blonde, where I mentioned about that. What if that's time? I've got a problem bit, and it zooms in. Now when they end up following her and she's just walking up towards that plaza area oh my god this was so filthy it's just so filthy <laughs> the, the hoff screams excuse me and then the, the biggest exhale ever he just goes <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> the worst interrogating skills ever he's so
0: unprofessional i mean in one episode he has impersonated a a parole officer he's taken a bribe and now he's claiming to be from a federal government organization like the cia or the fbi like how is this guy still got a job <laughs> i
1: mean and he does more he does more stuff like that later on which we'll discuss when,
0: when we get to that
1: so then and then you've got like the bad guys the, the guy with a mane and uh another guy and they basically like so obviously like turn this like truck into a ramp (laughs) and just park it outside this fence (laughs) and then then they throw some gas at the uh, men throwing the (laughs) money oh no james has got something here
2: before you do um they was trying to figure out where it is they're going to so they go back to the warehouse oh yeah and there's a classic bit here with the chalkboard yeah now, did anyone, when they realised they got to go down Jameson Avenue, but like mm. some details were, I use this term loosely, rubbed out. But did like this is a note that I made. Mitch can't quite make out the word Jameson on chalkboard, even though it's in clear view. <laughs> <laughs> Jameson! And he's like, uh, uh, I, Jameson! And it's just like... <laughs> he, <is> it, <laughs> he's like it's he, so obviously uh, written. Yeah, yeah. It it made me laugh so much. It was just like the viewer I can read that and he's having trouble trying to figure it out just to kind of add to the air attention and mystery. And then uh-huh. then that's when it comes to what Nick was saying about um dog bounty hunter with gas.
0: Yeah, yeah so so they basically what they discovered was is was it called the treasury? Is that what it was? Yeah, treasury, yeah. Uh- Treasury, yeah. So, um, they find out that they you know, this crime is going to happen at the treasury and they turn up there and obviously, um, glowing grey locks man and his mate have, uh, created a, a makeshift ramp out of this truck, just right in the front of, you know, a load of like, you know, police officers. No one seems to bat an eyelid. I was like, yeah, whatever. Standard practice. Um, then when the, the police are coming out with these little cases, they are throwing these like, I don't know what they are. I get, I thought they were smoke bombs, but they seem to, like Walk them, them to sleep or something.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's really... <sighs> a problem with that scene. There was so much space around them to just easily walk away from that smoke, but they didn't. No,
0: yeah. they just kind of walk into it and just kind of don't
2: really care. Yeah, they, they just they just drop and it's just like, but but you're in open air and you've actually got so much space <laughs> going behind <laughs> that van to actually be able to breathe and actually evade. Yeah the uh, impending crime ahead. But, but what mean... you
0: see is, is you see the rehearsal. You see what you see what they do. So all the boxes get dropped. And then the <laughs> skaters go in, they pick up the boxes, and then they, they Sk- jump <laughs> over the fence. And then you see what the pipe was for. It's a bazooka! <laughs> it's a bazooka! <laughs> and they blow up a gate. The thing is, the thing is, shit, isn't it? <laughs> the thing is, none of that, none of that was detailed on that map. There was no <laughs> gate on the map. There was no bazooka shown to do and also if you might have noticed they were meant to be getting into a van uh on um the pickup point uh just at the top of Jameson avenue according to the the rehearsal that didn't happen the van was miles away about 10 minutes down the program down the viaduct before they got into it what happened there who fucked up mitch was
2: there also um, the the most imposing member of the rollerblading burglars Dieter the, the pouting german he made such a rookie error he was wearing f- um, fingerless gloves therefore he got his prints all over the bazooka <laughs> <laughs> <and> <laughs> implied himself in the crime even though he's all clad up all seriously <laughs> with a helmet and all black he just what kind of professional burglar wears fingerless gloves oh, <laughs>
0: So, so basically, they've they've got these boxes. They've blown this, jumped over a fence. They've blown this gate down. They're skating down the road, and Mitch and Mitch car. car. <laughs> they're, 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 they're trying to catch him and they can't. Then they find some guy on a motorbike and no, they again, jump Mitch's to car him. first. <laughs> yeah, first they jump over Mitch's car. Oh yeah, they jump over some cars and then they lie to some guy again, telling him this poor CIA. guy that they're the FBI or the CIA steal his motorbike again, highly illegal to go in and try and catch these people. The
1: line, the line that Mitch says is, um, Mitch goes, I need your motorbike. Stand back. or I'm CIA. Stand back or you face imprisonment. <laughs> 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 you can't yeah. do that. And then like you Garner that puts that a helmet. helmet on. Garner puts a helmet on and Mitch just sits on the back leaning off the side with no helmet. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and did you notice throughout that entire scene that his head did not move once? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> which I thought was pretty impressive. It, it just defied the laws of gravity.
1: <laughs> and they just take out, right? every time they take a rollerblader out, they conveniently fall into some boxes. <laughs> yeah, every <laughs> time. <laughs> There's no
0: boxes for miles, but every time they fall over. And they, and they, they barely even do anything. It's like, these, these are meant to be like professional, world-class skaters with really good balance. It's like, they're basically just flicking them and being like, there you go. It's like, oh no, I fell over. Yeah, I said that every time they fall over, it's padded. <laughs> Even when he chucks him out of the van, this goes onto a pile of boxes. Piles of boxes. What is going on in, like, California? Are they, why are they not clearing the boxes out of the viaduct?
2: There is so many things wrong with this, like, end scene, like, um, but of course, the first thing that you guys have highlighted, there's so many conveniently placed cardboard boxes throughout this entire scene. It's kind of like an episode of The Sweeney. It's amazing. Yeah. I oh, did it.
0: anyone notice where the, the comparison to the when they got on the motorbike and um, there was a line about um, this is like what was it John? Wayne. John
1: Wayne. I saw John Wayne do this, and then and yeah, then uh, on a
0: horse with a pillow.
1: Yeah, and then Mitch jumps from the bike into the van, and then uh, he fights the German guy and throws him into yeah. a box. And
0: that's where I, that's where I, it was also made very clear that there was an Adidas product placement within this. I don't know if you well, noticed Mitch's it. jacket. Mitch's exactly.
1: jacket's got Adidas written all over it.
0: Exactly. But it was, I I spotted it earlier on. I mean, like, normally, brands have to pay to get in these types of things. They don't just casually put brands in. And and, and it was quite obvious earlier on. I thought, oh, you know, is it. And then again, it was really obvious. And I thought, yep, this is sponsored by Adidas. What were they thinking?
2: One of the consistency errors within this particular scene. So, uh, what I've noted, uh, surely Dieter, pouting German man, would have noticed the Hoth getting and getting into the van before he stands and hits him because when you see the hoff jumping into the van he kind of falls over but Mm. he is about to shoot todd but technically that would leave him about five to six seconds for the hoff to get up and then punch him yeah
0: (laughs) i mean he he could have shot the hoff within a second as soon as he jumped in but
2: but the, the the timing and the consistency of this scene <laughs> is so bad. But then it's like, um, I've also, oh, this is it. This is the other funny thing I noticed about this what is Todd doing with his hands when he goes hey 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 and then he
1: reluctantly gives the Hoff the gun once he's uh <laughs> once he's thrown the oh, 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 oh
0: do you also notice he doesn't even notice the Hoff as
1: being the parole officer no he completely blanks that he doesn't have a clue and then like the Hoff goes into the front of the van puts the gun against the, the silver fox guy and basically goes your escort service is here <laughs> 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 and then it cuts to them all sat in this bar and with um, the kid with why is he not in prison and why what? is he not in prison he's just <laughs>
0: robbed a bank basically he was 14 and got done for drink driving he had been done for armed robbery why is this kid not in prison and why are they friends with him I don't understand. Because he's joining
1: the Marines, and he's yes. and, and he thanks them for saving and changing the path of his life. <laughs> Why are they even on good terms with this kid?
0: <laughs> Why is the kid even there? And even Kiana was uh, just like, "Yeah, you don't go, kid." <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, what, what had been arranged? What led up to that? Was there a phone call where the kid was like, you know what, guys? I'd just like to come down and hang out with you to apologize for everything I'd done. Like, dressed as a Marine. <laughs> dressed as a Marine. That kid should have been in prison. He is a criminal. I don't care how lovable he might be to them. He's and committed then, some pretty serious
1: crimes. And then, and then the $20.
2: The, the tip. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, it hurt my head. It hurt my head, the $20. <laughs> yeah,
0: I owe you 20 Yeah, but you owe me $20. Yeah, but I lent you 20 before. And then he ends up paying for the drinks with a crisp 20 and, Yeah,
2: well, actually, yeah. The, it came to $17.50, and he was begrudgingly like, oh, do I have to tip you? Oh, okay, then. Yeah, <laughs> The $2.50 tip so and then
0: and then it all finishes in with just him saying ain't got nothing but the blues
2: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that was uh season one episode
0: two two um, I, I really enjoyed that episode <laughs> I, I really enjoyed it
1: i thought it was so it was, funny it was fun <clears throat> it was it was a really fun episode um i the mean, hooked him what comes next? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, we'll get on to that in a minute. Uh, so, yeah, we've reached the halftime moment of the show. Um, we'll probably play some cheesy music. while well, we're going to have a quick break, and we'll come back to Season 2, Episode 2. See you in a minute.
0: Bye. I don't need, I don't need to pee or
1: anything. Hi, and now we're on to a season two, episode two. Um, episode was called Creature. Um, that's good. <laughs> that's oh, that's off. Off. Uh It first aired on the 6th of October, 1996. And the blurb for this one is Mitch, Griff and Ryan investigate a series of vicious murders which were committed by a half-human, half-fish woman <laughs> known as Silver Eyes, who is looking to uh, procreate with a man. <laughs> Again, that blurb is completely wrong. (laughs) I mean, basically, they've just taken the the plot of species, which obviously this episode was definitely heavily... It's uh, wrong. It's completely
0: wrong. We'll go into why it's wrong. I I think we should bring it up now because it kind of ruins it. We'll go into it in a bit. uh, I can tell by James' reaction. He knows why this is wrong. But also,
1: also I want to say, Chris, this is the first episode that actually takes place at night. It is. Um, So, yeah. Uh, this episode starts, and it had me jumping for joy straight away because, because we the location always... is biodome. It's it's oh, the no. biodome. It's I soon as it I was like, "Viva la biodome!" Um, yeah, it's the. Uh, uh, all right. Oh. Well, basically. Um, Biodome was a non- is a really bad, fun 90s <laughs> comedy with Paulie Shaw. But the location is uh, somewhere, I think it's called like the uh, Tillman Distillery or something like that. And it's used in loads of films and TV shows. Um, Star Trek have used it. Um, it's in the film Dead Heat. But whenever I see it in any films, I always get like uber excited that Biodome. I
0: mean, what it. got me uber excited <clears throat> is I was thinking. Is that the Ajogan? Like, I, <laughs> I was I gonna thought, bring this up. <laughs> I thought the Ajogan was coming back. I that's what I got excited. I was like, yes, the Ajogan's back. We're gonna finally hear a story about his side. So, so the story is finally coming to light.
1: So it starts with these two security guards inside the biodame building. And uh, one of them they're talking about this thing that's in this other room. And one of them gets up, walks into this room, you see this figure watching him. And he takes his belt off as if he's gonna go and uh do something quite rude with this uh <laughs> this thing. And then he gets killed. <laughs> like wait, 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 wait,
0: wait. Let's, not, let's not forget that he sees like some wiggling foot on the security <laughs> camera, doesn't he? Yeah. Wiggling
1: foot. So he gets him horny, he's like, right, I'm gonna go and rape whatever
2: in there. <laughs> Just wiggling yeah, with his wiggling foot. Did anyone, well, I've got on the notes, Fred is a bit of a dick, really, isn't he? But, like, um, did anyone realise who it was that played Fred? It was guy who stopped Caster Troy in prison in Face Off. Uh, (laughs) Curly-haired guy with the glasses, who's also in Sons of Anarchy.
1: There we go. (sighs) There's lots of cameos in here. So many people. The black guy that was sat next to him, I swear I know him from something as well. I swear he, he was in something else, but I never got a chance to look him up.
2: Yeah, he's, he's a very recognisable yeah. actor. I, he, I have seen him in some other things. I can't remember. Yeah. But, right. I mean, right. talking about that
0: scene, though, it is worth noting that um, when he's been killed, that they've got that classic tilted filming angle in the hallway. Yeah. And then the strobe effect as well. And strobe, yeah. <laughs> and, and you notice, he died in the weirdest position. Like, if, you were, if you were dead, you would just flop, surely. Is that right? But, see, yeah. but his knee was up. He had his, like, leg up. Like, <laughs> like. Is, do people die like that? With, like, a leg in the air? Like, I always think people go kind of flat when you die, don't they? I mean, you could rig a mortise mode set setting, but, I mean, can you still support your own leg when you're dead?
2: Oh, like i think like the the, well, the possibilities are endless I suppose but i guess that's the whole concept of this series anything's possible
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so obviously this guy's died from whatever this thing is this that, this killed him and then obviously the crew come in to uh investigate like
1: when they when we first introduced the half in this episode he comes out of his lifeguard station right And it looked like a futuristic like like something out of a sci-fi movie like a space station or something like that it was a car park of his lifeguard building but it, to me it looked like futuristic and i've put in my notes like the hoffs lifeguard building looked space age i mean it had a really big lifeguard on it i remember
0: that it was like massive covered the whole wall like really obvious this is the lifeguard
2: and then the coach arrives in. His oh office. yes <laughs> <laughs> possible the rude class <laughs> no hello or anything we need you get in that's yeah it. just turns up says that what a rude man i'm not liking this guy
0: yeah get in let's get on with it
2: yep. yeah Yeah. Wh-
0: what is um i mean we haven't got garner in series two have we no we got uh, we got griff instead haven't we yeah bring bring garner into series yeah, two yeah. that's what i want to see old garner. <laughs> but yeah so so they're obviously looking and trying to work out and it. They're pretty much just like chucking things around like, what's so you just brought me here for no reason, you don't even know what it is. Like, what is it? I dunno. I haven't got a clue. Right? And then
2: oh God. Oh, God. Right,
0: and, and then and then Ryan finds this this bit of skin or something, which I've tried to translate this. I, I don't know if I've misheard this, but to me it sounded like it was called she was like, Ooh, new core <laughs> <laughs> exodermal sloth
2: Exodermal sloth.
0: Yeah, new, new, new core exodermal slough, I thought it was said. And I was like, what the hell is that? Actually, I need to Google that and see if that is that a thing. New core exodermal slough? Because <laughs> it says it like... like. Exodermal
2: slough just sounds like a sort of like furry, cuddly soldier of the future. Yeah. Like
0: there's, there's, a, there's a word hexodermal. Hexodermal? Could it, could it be hexodermal? No, that's um, mathematical, isn't it? Um, but yeah, what, what? I mean, what even is that? Like she said it as if like yeah, everyone knows what that is. Oh yeah, look, it's just clearly some new core exodermal slough. you know, that's <laughs> always lying around. And how on earth, just from seeing this thing, not having a clue what even attacked this guy, was going yeah, it's mutating. Yeah,
1: it's, yeah the, the mutating. doctor's baby <laughs> is mutating. It's mutating. <laughs> what is? Who is how? the doctor? We never see the doctor. We just hear that his baby's mutating. <laughs> How do you know this? How do you know when literally no one has even
0: given any indication of who's... This, is this be a person attacking a person? No, nope. this new nucorexidermal sloth means it's definitely mutating. It, this,
2: this scene, like if we are going in terms of analogies of the gears of a car, it went from Baywatch to X-Files in the drop of a hat. Yeah, it's like, super so fast scientific and technical like terminologies in this but um, there was a really funny like bit of um, dialogue (laughs) in this Um, so um, (laughs) whatever did this is becoming more dangerous to which the Hoff goes what does that mean? (laughs) 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 Very self-explanatory what one. Yeah it's becoming and and how do they even know that?
0: Like honestly the amount of assumptions (laughs) from not knowing anything and just finding this random bit of New exodermal slough like, that's been made. They, they have jumped leaps and bounds forward. It's like finding a brick and going, that was definitely the jogan who has been
2: bred with a chicken and now is mutating. It's like, what? Did anyone else notice Mitch's face after the mutation? Yes. Combined yes. with the analog suspense music. I know, it. Yeah. it's
1: in my notes. It's in my notes.
2: <laughs> it, it was so sinister but look, the thing is like it was hilarious but especially as they haven't <sighs> got an absolute clue what is mutating or absolutely anything and, else. Then, and then it just cuts so many assumptions.
1: and then it cuts from, from inside there it cuts to out in the street and there's a guy in a truck. Before we get to that uh, we got
0: got the intro which I just want to note again that I still love the scream at the start it makes me laugh every (laughs) single time I hear it. And also I just wanted to make a note just in case it it comes up in a later thing on the gravestone in there it says Jack Pierce New Hampshire is that a little clue for a future episode? I don't know but I'm going to lay it down now in episode (laughs) 2 of the podcast and we'll see whether Jack Pierce appears there. But yeah going back to yeah. the scene, she's in the road. Did it, how it much stopped, dry ice,
1: how much dry ice did they use in that scene? It was I insane. It was insane. <laughs> but did anyone else, or this might have been just me,
0: when that car first pulled up, did anyone go, hold on a minute, is that Paul Whitehouse from The Fast Show? Because <laughs> I, I, I genuinely thought it was Paul Whitehouse
2: from The Fast Show for a good few seconds. I was convinced he was cameoing. I think like, I didn't notice that, but that is a really... I'm going to go back and check that. <laughs> later. But the only thing that I got from this was the... The um, Actually, I'm not going to say what I think it is what she is yet, but I'm going to say the growl. The, what, the cat noises? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you never, the-
0: let's be fair, you never see her make those noises. They're just there. Like, is she making them? I just don't even know. There's just these random cat noises every, all the time. She's just stood there naked in a hedge, the guy offers her a coat and she's like no. Screw you, we're going to scratch you.
2: But the, here is where the whole thing falls apart and the synopsis of the episode gets <laughs> so away, wrong. Flips on its in <clears throat> She's not a fish monster, she's a frog. Yeah.
0: No, she's not she, no, I, I will go into this later. I've done a lot of research for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> she, she is she is an amphibian. Yeah. okay she is amphibian but we will go into that later the because the fact next... that she is an amphibian brings up so many <laughs> issues and i will address all of these a bit
1: later on be so, it cuts She's back to the biodame and the first thing that said is a frog <laughs> yeah the thing is right where is Ryan
0: getting all these skills from? <laughs> is, is she just—she done a biology degree between the first series and the second one. Oh, she sure. knows <laughs> so much shit. She's talking about oh, she's talking about like you know the evolution and genetic genetic mutation. Where has all this come from? How does she know? Who just knows? To look under a microscope? yep, that's definitely amphibian.
2: It's like she's got Dana Scully on line one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> information, please.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, I don't get. And then. We might as well go to
2: the next scene. This next
0: scene has no bearing on any other part of the entire episode. <laughs> I don't even know why it's in there at all. It, like, yeah. zero. It, it's, it's just there. Does anyone else agree with me? There was no reason for this scene. It's this the one totally with
1: Gryphon and the and blonde bird? Yeah, it didn't lead
0: to anything. <laughs>
1: It At all it was just like oh i bet so, i can do more steps than you there was minute. a side shot of her boobs on the step machine that went yeah, there was for a long time and there that was a reason, was the reason for that. why it's
0: in that show there, 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 there was a reason for that because what they said it basically just to, get to people listening know what the, what the hell we're talking about so they're they're in the gym and she kind of like says oh i can do more steps than you kind of thing um and they have a little bet and she's like, oh you know um what do you I mean, you know what do you want if I win, kind of thing, and then it does a close-up of her boobs, <laughs> and then you've got kind of, to it just pauses on the boobs for a while,
2: and then yeah, just just so they're in shot, and then, and then an then, overlong shot of their feet said, yeah, on the
1: steps I, I, as
0: well. Yeah, they said, yeah, I, I want to borrow your car.
2: Yeah. Okay. So this is what he this is what Griff wanted because he's going to take a date out later that night. And it was the line that she said straight after this that I was just like, "Oh, you kinky little devil you." I know what you're going to say as well. Yeah. He goes, "So, um what do you want from me?" She goes, "Total humiliation. <laughs> get those legs pumping and take it like a man." <laughs> 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 God. I was, I was just like, "Oh, I come over oh, and hold and on!" a minute. Does this,
0: does this link? Maybe this this thing links into the um, the handcuffs that we see in the intro sequence. Maybe this is going to come in later. Maybe there is a a, you know, a kinky off in one of the episodes. Who knows?
2: That's really, that's a really interesting observation. I have a feeling yeah. this is going to escalate. Like
0: who knows maybe this jack pierce of new hampshire is on the grave It gets I mean, killed in a in a kinky sex battle Who knows? How,
2: relie- <laughs>
1: how, how relieved is griff when the phone when the phone rings for him oh yeah <laughs> but yeah to sum it up to sum
0: it up basically that scene means nothing i don't think griff ever borrows the car at any point there's no humiliation this is never mentioned again it's almost like again reference in the room where we find out the mum's got breast cancer and it's never mentioned again there is zero point in this scene except for a close-up of her boo are we all in agreement with that i agree or is there a deeper meaning that I've, that I've not picked up on
2: i guess we'll find out further into the season
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay so next shot we've got is they found you know obviously amphibian woman has, has ventured off and somehow god knows how she's managed to get into a bar like did she I, i've been to bars in california and they are strict on iding right she would have got id what amphibian woman is carrying around id the only id she would have had is robbed from the guy earlier which would have said that she was a man
2: precisely and there is uh, this is like one of the first thing i noticed like how the f- did frog woman get into a nightclub how is this <laughs> possible like, she just killed someone or a couple of people and as you say where's her id she has Does she phone. even know what a
0: nightclub is exactly like, is she, like we the thing is we know no we know no background about this this woman like is it a woman that's been experimented on is it something that's been created in a lab we just we have no idea I mean, I don't know, maybe she doesn't know about bars, I don't know.
2: At at one point, we do realise that it's not a woman, it's a female.
0: Oh, it's a female, correct.
2: It's (laughs) a female. i get that terminology correct. A female female. amphibian. (laughs) 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 Amphibian. And, um, yeah, so basically, at this point, you know, she's in the bar, and, um, you know, she's just kind of looking around in some... If if we didn't know she was a frog...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Amphibian? Amphibian, not a frog. If we, amphibian. If we, <laughs> but there's a lot of different amphibians, new <laughs> salamanders, all that kind
2: of No, she was an amphibian. I would have sworn she was in a psychedelic trip in the middle. Oh of yeah, the she sloth. was just there, like proper like staring. Yeah, and then that's when uh, the Hoff and uh, Griff turn up, and um, you know they're just scouting the place out. But like the Hoff notices some of that uh, exothermal thermal sloth on the uh, handle Nucle- of new
0: exodermal sloth. Yeah, to be precise.
2: And, um, and then um, they go in there, and the, the sleeveless, muscly dude on the uh, pool tables gets some grief from one of the cops. And he, oh yeah, poor
0: guy, he got so much <laughs> shit. He didn't do anything.
2: <laughs> the the thing is,
0: they're like look for people that are out of place. He did not look out of place at all. He looked so in place, it was unreal.
2: You could not have been any more in place at that club. If if that isn't like a classic example of Form six nine six, then I don't know what is. <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know what Form six nine six is, it's character profiling in the midst of particular genre-based live music events. Basically, it's a very racist and like form in the UK. Um, go and check it out. But this was like the kind of Paywatch like, equivalent of that. It was so bad. I was like, that poor dude just wanted to play some pool, and now he's yeah. getting mugged off. He's shit, it, one of the funniest lines <laughs> <laughs> throughout this episode, or, there's a lot of funny lines, which we'll get to in due course, Griff is is with Mitch, and um, Mitch goes, It's here, and Griff goes, What is? I don't know, but I think it's here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's (laughs)
0: amazing. so yeah so basically mitch goes in the club they're in there and he ends up just staring at her for like yep. eight minutes <laughs> they just they get, they get some sort of like i don't know so they have some sort of moment and everything and then some some guy who i've got no sympathy for this guy this guy is an absolute rapey creep
1: yeah we've all got to admit yeah
0: he deserves to get fucked up I've um cd sex room yeah so yeah like so so basically he's chatting to her and she says she's got to go and he follows her and then he starts trying to get her drunk and then he comes on to her and she says no and then he, he gets angry about it i mean the rules are if you get rejected people it's a no don't carry on stop simple rules of consent right we did all know this but no he carried on and then he got fucked up by an amphibian woman i had no uh, yeah. sympathy for him
1: i was but like it's really like it's you're, when you're Mitch, right? Mitch then goes to the guy's friend, right, who's taken her to his CD sex room in the middle of his nightclub, and he says, "Where's your friend gone with that woman?" And he says, "Why do you oh, want yeah. to know?" And he goes, "I've just got back from the clinic. <laughs> it's infectious."
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, then he just makes a little face and was like, "Over there."
2: <laughs> I know. Before we get to that bit, which I must say was hilarious, there was quite a lot of stuff going on uh, before then. So we had the coach um, being very mysterious, staring into space, doing a piss-poor job, but being convincing at that. Um, Hoffman, amphibian woman... Exchange eye contacts, almost yeah. kind of like Garth Algar in a Dreamweaver moment in Wayne's World. It was very it was yeah. strange. Yeah. Um, that's when the, the scene cut to um, Ryan, where she got all of that information from the microscope, looking in the microscope lens, and totally scientifically summarized everything about what this woman is about or female. And then it goes back to uh, the club, which, of course, <laughs> about <laughs> sorry <laughs> about that. What you just uh, aforementioned. So this scumbag guy has a bad concept of what heaven is like. When he brings her into the room, he goes, "Welcome to heaven." Oh yeah, it's just like
0: a <laughs> dirty old upstairs of a club.
2: With boxes and hanging around. There was so many amazingly bad things about this entire scene. So first of all, this this made me scream with laughter. Like, I woke up my neighbours when I heard this. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but scumbag... Um, Alcoholic uh, dude who's with uh, amphibian woman goes. Now I know it's not DP, but it's just as good. Hands <laughs> 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 a <her> champagne flute. <laughs> probably my favourite bit of the entire episode is like uh, you know that you know she has to drink, and then he tries to come on to her to which she pushes him away <laughs> in the most awkward and flat kiss scene ever which goes into the table and in the most funniest and unconvincing way he goes damn you, <laughs> damn
0: you. Uh, i didn't like that guy though he deserved to get fucked up he was oh, just he was just, a, he was just a rapey creep uh, uh, yeah i was just like yeah you should have died you should have died i had no sympathy for him okay.
2: and it was so bad when he crashed into into the table goes damn you <laughs> it was just like oh god I, I don't know i just took so much amusement out of that entire scene and then,
1: doesn't someone mention something about there's a red light and she kills him and then the lights go red
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. about traffic lights yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then obviously mitch comes in and tries to you know, seize her there and for some reason she's like oh i need some help I oh no help. You,
1: you've missed a bit what I about get yeah, griff Scaring himself of a gun in a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Then, then, done, then, right. then, she cuts the power, right? And there's a big box, and in crayon, it's written fuse two. Yeah. And she just hits it. <laughs> she <laughs> hits, hits it, the and then there's a power cut, and then there's like there's like a music like scene where like Hoff is searching the building with like some cheesy synth music. And then he finds her. Then they have the heart to heart.
0: Yeah. And then just as she's, yeah, they kind of build a bit of trust. Then these, yeah, the other guys come in, the other police, and um, they're kind of the like, the SWAT you know, team come in. SWAT team. And then she leaps out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> she just dives. Through, no, it wasn't an open window either. It was a closed window. She just dives out of a window. But she's still inside. It was like an
1: interior window. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it went then. Well, the next know. thing though, they're, they're going for like tunnels and shit, and like yeah. the fucking SWAT team are there, armed to the nines. Oh, wait, there we, have, we haven't we haven't gone into that
0: yet. We need to explain why they're in the tunnels. They're in the tunnels because they said that she okay. was going to head to the ocean. Oh yes. yeah, because she feels okay. safe there. And here is the first problem. Right. Okay, there is a major. <laughs> Can anyone tell me what the problem is with this?
1: There's a lot of problems. She's an amphibian. <laughs> yep. Amph- what about shit. amphibians? Well they live in like fresh water don't they? Exactly! There are no
0: salt <laughs> amphibians <laughs> at all! Right? <laughs> amphibians are fresh water, not salt water.
2: Oh. Okay? It's just like what happens when you put salt on a slug. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I guess so.
0: I mean, I don't know why she's heading towards the ocean. A river, maybe? Or a, a lake or a pond? Yeah. Something like that? Maybe a pond. <laughs> I mean, we're heading towards a pond. <laughs> Sit <laughs> <You're laughs> jumping on the the, the pad leaves. So oh, they of duck, the of duckweed all around her. Sit there, rub- <laughs> <ribbiting, whatever. laughs> but, but yeah, she would not go to the ocean. That doesn't wouldn't happen. And also something that Ryan says, which I felt I didn't know. I've got more. I've got more things here. Because yeah. you, you find out she's going to the ocean, and then also she also references that um, about you know this. This doctor has done artificial evolution, hasn't as he? And she's saying, yeah. um, "Surely, if he's done artificial evolution, that would make her indestructible." Apparently, yes,
2: because this is where we lead up to the fact that. Um, okay, so just although, go- there,
0: although there is another fact, you're going to skip into the the tunnel scene because there is one more fact here which is quite relevant.
2: Oh, I wasn't going to go to the tunnel scene. I was. Okay, uh, you're talking I mean, about the self
0: self replication. Are we getting there? Um, yeah,
2: yeah. Replication. Um, <clears throat> the coach well put it this way the coach he doesn't have a clue on anything you know she asked him a question oh i don't know he doesn't know anything but he also denies she's capable of regeneration and plays possum which yeah. basically makes me wonder is this like the cigarette smoking man of baywatch nights
0: hmm. mm. who knows mm. but this think- is what i learned from this right so she said that she may also have the ability of self-replication. Yeah. Okay. Which would, ah, make, her, w- which would make her asexual. Now I, now, I did some research. Are there asexual amphibians? That's what we need to find out. Because if we do that, we might find out what type of amphibian she is. And this happens to be <laughs> the, sil- the silvery salamander. Right? Ah. So I've got here, um, there are a few amphibian species, such as the silvery salamander, that can undergo a form of asexual reproduction known known as uh, parthenogenesis. Instead of producing offspring by fusing a sperm cell with an egg cell, these species have eggs that can develop into a new organism without the contribution of genetic material from sperm. In the particular form of parthenogenesis, practiced by these salamanders, sperm is needed, but only to induce the egg to develop independently. The result is that the offspring are exact clones of their mothers and are therefore all female. Which would explain why she's female. The sperm needed to simulate the process must come from the male of other salamander species. So she could be half silvery salamander. <laughs> uh, but the only way she could self replicate is to find <laughs> males of another salamander species. Which I'm wondering though, you know, if she found, for example, a fire belly salamander, or something that, a fire salamander, I think a sub salamander, would just a regular salamander's sperm be enough to fertilize a half-woman, half-silvery salamander egg? I mean, there's a lot of questions to be asked here.
2: That must have been a big salamander.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But but again, it still doesn't... under The silvery salamander,
2: which... um, Hold on. And Um, also, salamanders are not found by ponds.
0: Okay, the silvery salamander is... um, is a a distinct species of mole salamander from the United States of America and Canada. It's usually between 5.5 to 7.75 inches, long and slender. I mean, she is long and slender, let's be fair. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, their their habitat generally, according to this, is they're found near shallow rivers or ponds in deciduous forests. I mean, um, going to the ocean is just not on the cards for one of them. So yeah uh oh and also just so we also know as well i mean she's been attacking things right the salamander is their their regular diet (laughs) is soft insects you know slugs ants spiders worms things without a backbone really i mean really if she was bred with a salamander i mean would she be so efficient at fighting i mean salamanders aren't that strong
2: Well, I guess, like, technically speaking, like, you know, the people that she killed didn't really have a backbone.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that. (laughs) (laughs) True.
2: True. (laughs) Philosophically speaking, of course, but, like, that is, I feel like we've just basically cracked the scientific, like, uh, emphasis on this entire episode, and basically, we should have been at the microscope lens. Totally.
0: I mean, she's a silvery (laughs) salamander. Obviously who's asexual, who's <laughs> been crossed with a woman, but for some reason wants to go to the ocean. Now that is what I want to figure out. What is what is the relevance of salt water to the silvery salamander? <laughs> what is it? Actually, hold on, I'm gonna look something up, you guys carry on, I'll get back to you. I might oh, have- yes, so, well
2: technically that also means that uh, half the silvery salamander was drinking prosecco in a club. <laughs> basically yeah or Lamborghini, or whatever it was that she was given DP I don't know <laughs> God, there were so many plot holes in this that just opens up a whole new bunch of questions and it's absolutely amazing but um, whilst you're doing the investigation into silvery salamander and things one of the things that I noticed about the, the soldiers who were in the tunnel were terrible shots by the way but there was one soldier that had the quintessential action movie, like cop soldier name, Suarez. <laughs> yes, Suarez.
0: <laughs> My favourite bit of them is when she um grabbed someone from under that big pipe. So they decided to shoot over it yeah. instead
1: of under it. And they just <laughs> and clearly down.
0: Why are you doing
1: this? I mean, they they use more ammunition than like like Arnie in Commando. I mean, they just like. Fucking offload, and they're just they're shooting upwards. <laughs> okay,
0: right, right, hold on. But before we carry on, right, I've I've got exciting news on the silvery salamander situation. Right, so this just put it into perspective. She is a halfway between a human and a silvery salamander. Right, we can we can all agree there. Yeah. Right, and she and, she, and she's a, yeah. she's a, she's, a, she's asexual, she's trying to go to the ocean. But what we do know is amphibians generally are a fresh water species they don't tend to live in salt they don't live in salt water okay but there is one certain creature that is a hybrid okay they require brackish water which is a mix between fresh water and salt water and that animal is the axolotl and the axolotl is basically a pre-salamander. It's like not quite a salamander. It's like half tadpole, half salamander. And there are males of this species. So was she trying to find, like probably misguided thinking of the ocean, but was she really trying to seek out a male axolotl in order to harvest their sperm, to fertilize our eggs to continue the silvery salamander woman species?
2: Oh. Well, what, <laughs> what do you think about this uh, this pressing topic? Do you think she was trying to find a mating axolotl to try and? Uh, I mean,
0: I I can't see any other blown.
2: reason.
0: I can't see any other reason why why she would head towards a saltwater area. I can't think of any other reason except for the axolotl. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he wouldn't be there. I mean, she's misguided. It's the wrong place. She was searching for saltwater. Thinking, oh yeah, so what? But it's not so what. It's brackish. It's a mixture. She's looking in the wrong place. She would have failed miserably, and well, she probably would have died. She probably would have turned around and gone the other way and tried to find somewhere else. Do you, but, you
2: think? Um, uh, I know we call him the coach, but his, his, his uh, character name's T. T uh, yeah. who, yeah do you reckon that's basically what he was thinking all along he just kind of denied everything but he, he was just thinking hold on a second do salamanders actually uh, need to go in salt water what well, we haven't
0: really d- we haven't really discussed how evasive he's been this entire episode he's, he's,
1: he's,
2: he's so he's evasive are you talking to
0: like ryan and ryan's like do you know anything about it he's like no no don't know anything don't know anything, know anything. <laughs> he, <laughs> clearly he, he, he clearly does he clearly knows he, stuff
2: oh yeah yeah i reckon there's going to be a Bigger character
0: arc and uh, unraveling about who he. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on with me. It's just being really evasive for no real reason. It's just being a bit of a twat. We, we, we've we've solved that mystery. She was looking for an ax a lot of when she's clearly half silvery salamander. But yeah, they're in the tunnels. There's these SWAT team trying to get them, trying to get her. They're a really bad shot. That is, that is awful uh, I love how the, the main guy could always feel that she's close by uh, every couple of minutes he's like I can feel it she's close by I can feel it he's really he's really on top of that
2: did anyone notice, uh, in the musical sense, the really dramatic?
1: Whoa, 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 yeah! Yes. Yeah, <laughs> right. It was basically yes. a, a '90s dance track, right, with like that that typical acapella fucking uh, sample of that woman going, "Oh yeah!" It's like in every '90s video PlayStation One video game <laughs> you kick on, and they use that sample of that woman. Ah, I, <laughs> I, half, I half expected like
0: "Ride On Time" by Black Box to start coming <laughs> in. <laughs> Can we just also note that um, <laughs> Silbury mm-hmm. Salamander woman, um, she manages to kill someone by purely turning him over by his head. <laughs> so
1: like you on the like, you've got to grab his head and he kind of turns over. Turns over. I've, uh, I've just looked up the guy that wrote uh, this episode, his name's Greg Strangis. He's still active now. If we can get his email, Chris, we need to send him Let's an email and ask on. him to come on and explain what the fuck she is.
0: I would, I would love to know that. Oh, do you also love the fact that when the um the SWAT team bump into uh to Mitch and stuff, they they just kind of like you shouldn't be in here. It's restricted, and then they just run off. They don't do anything about it. They just have a quick go at him and then go. Oh, we'll just,
2: we'll just carry on chasing oh, Silver, right. one other thing i noticed why is she crawling across the floor when she can walk it was like this almost like very kate bush like scene where it was very dramatic and cool like right. oh. oh there's one bit where she
0: swung from the ceiling as well do you remember that bit yeah, yeah. <laughs> how did she get up there <laughs> oh well, actually can, can we just discuss here does anyone actually know how she's killing people right if you look at her she's got standard nails she hasn't got big claws she's got typical woman nails
2: Ah, no i disagree at first yes but it was only the bit where she was crawling across the floor feeling a bit sorry for herself that i realized that she had monsterish hands
1: yeah when she grabs the guy when she grabs the swat guy her hand did look a bit creaturesque i'm sure when she turned it to the side it was just like long nails I no, thought well, it might be near Jogan. Jogan could be there helping her out in the shadows. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Scratching on pipes. <laughs> I had a when she was trying to, like, well, very foolishly trying to get to the ocean, she was starting to metamorphosize into an um, angry silver salamander. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I can say Thing, but yeah, I noticed like there was like the change in the hands, so it was almost kind of like the metamorphosis. But then, at this point, Mitch, the lifeguard, saves the damsel slash amphibian frog woman in distress, and valiantly says he'd rather get shot than give her up. She yeah. say, then she says, too late. Runs at the soldiers, and the t- tunnel blows up while. <laughs> <Where did laughs> <Where did that laughs> How did that even
1: happen? Like the, uh, and after it had blown up, everyone just walks out casually. Yeah, I spunk. know. It was the most casual thing ever. right? He walks out and he turns around and goes, she wanted to die. And all the fucking swap men are just like casually walking out, just like they've just come out of the pub or something. Just like, but then, but then the best bit is, where are you going? I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, I'm that's
0: it. and it finishes. Yeah, it's like
2: yeah she wanted to kill herself where are you going I'm going home and that's it. Yeah. it there was like no kind of like dramatic tension there was no kind of summary there was no conclusion I've just got my notes after all that Mitch goes home no conclusion <laughs> <laughs> he just walks
0: down with the honestly um. I pissed you know, myself when that happened when that, when that was the ending that was like the funniest thing I could stop laughing I was like oh. what the hell so I'm just going home now, I'm done
2: done with this shit. It's just like they, they've been trying to rack their brains feverishly, trying to get to the bottom of this exodermal sloth thing, and then that, that's it. He's just like I sod this, I'm going home. Yeah.
0: Like, so, so the tunnel yeah, the tunnel blows up, you know, he he him and Griff walk out and everything, and then you know, she's dead apparently, but somehow all the SWAT team have survived <laughs> this huge flame. I mean, it's like remember the film Backdraft? Yeah. It's like that. It's like <laughs> it's like huge flames. Like nobody would survive that, but somehow they did, and they just walk out like
1: it's, it's quite casual. It's the one. It's the line just before like it all blows up, and uh, she dashes off. They're like, put her down or we'll shoot you. And Mitch just turns around and goes, no. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> Is there any kind of like, scientific explanation as to why amphibians would blow up in flames? Like
0: combustion. <laughs> Hold on, let me just um, put amphibian flammable and we'll see if we find anything on Google.
2: Because that was a hell of an explosion. That was like a Jerry Bruckheimer, Michael Bay sort of like special <laughs> effects moment. And the fact that he was running away in slow motion—it was just like that was like perfect action movie for the time sort of like scene. Yeah, but it,
0: again, it was so like there was no reason for it. It was just like they, they were just like you know, it was almost like they were like you know what this this episode's a bit slow. We need a, we need to like, add an explosion in. Just <laughs> and then after that they run out of ideas and went yeah just make him go home. He's <laughs> just gonna go home after that.
2: But that's why I love it. There was no bomb, no ticking sort of like timer or anything. It was just an explosion for the sake of an explosion. <laughs> <laughs>
0: did
1: did she blow up or did something else? She I think up? she spontaneously combusted, didn't she? I don't know. Like, well, where did she go?
2: And let, let's compare it <laughs> to like action movies of that time where we saw the heroes walking away from explosions or running away from explosions, slow motion. Um, Cameron Poe, Con Air, did he he decide to go home? No. (laughs) What about um, Sean Archer, John Travolta's character in Face Off? He was blown up by boats and Christ knows what. Did he go home? No, not until he got the job done. Mitch Buchanan, <laughs> my God, LA's finest lifeguard, helps to save a confused amphibian woman who doesn't know what the hell's going on, neither does anyone, <laughs> tries to save her from these really angry-looking soldiers, and then she runs into him, blows the whole tunnel up without no kind of explanation. He comes out of that tunnel unscathed, I'm going home,
0: the thing is right for those of you listening that is literally how it is we're not exaggerating it is just him going I'm going home like there's all these there's all these like SWAT team like behind him who you would think would want to question him about why the fuck he was there in the first place and trying to protect this silvery salamander woman but they don't give a shit somehow they've survived like the most brutal explosion of all time and they're just casually wandering out of the tunnel and then offside, like yeah I'm just going home (laughs) it's just (laughs) I can't I don't know how else to explain it it's it's so bizarre but so amazing
2: the only question that I have is if he was in season 2 what would Garner say I
0: don't know what would Garner say he would say a lot he would say a lot of things You'd probably say, I'm going I'm coming home. What are you going to do? Evelyn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or just randomly play guitar. Mitch comes out the tunnel. All the swap guys in his garner just sat there on the front of his car playing guitar.
0: Yeah, garner would have done something. There's that so point. many things... That- yeah, so many things about the episode. You know, there's the gym scene that's completely unneeded. No one knows where this woman, female, amphibian thing came from. No one knows how she's exploded <laughs> for no reason. There's so many unanswered things in
1: this episode. I, mean, I, I will say, hands down, this is the best episode I've seen so far. Uh, no, we, you know what, We though? did a vote in part now. We did a vote part now anyway. Okay, um, well, yeah,
0: saying that, saying that yeah it's been really fun talking back on about it, but when I was watching it, it did lose my attention for a little bit. I will say for like some of the mid part and everything i've st- i think i think in in fact, I feel like we've skipped quite a bit big chunks because there wasn't that much going on.
1: yeah there were some uh, like quite boring scenes between coach and Ryan yeah
0: <coughs> where bad blades to me was back to back consistency, uh, which kind of goes with with last week as well. You know, where where season one, the crime stuff. I don't know. My personal opinion, Bad Blades did it for me. I, I enjoyed both of them, obviously, but that's my vote. I'm I'm voting for Bad Blades.
1: I'm gonna go for Creature this week. I did like both, but I still think Creature because I just there was just a few moments in that that just had me howling.
2: I feel like, um, what was, uh, Bad Blade just kind of like the rollerblading version of Point Break. And I, it did have some great moments in it. Creature just absolutely owned it for its awkward one liners and total, like, confusing plotline and just, I I just have so many questions that I just don't think I'm going to be able to answer tonight. I'm going to really dwell on this for a little while and actually try to kind of put... If David Lynch directed that episode, I wouldn't be surprised. Because you just <laughs> put a situation without any explanation or foreshadowing or absolutely anything. You're just like there. And then you're taken away from it as quickly as it comes. You're going <laughs> home. That's it. So... Creature gets my vote for this week. Creature is the winner then. Yeah,
1: so that means we're one all then. From the two episodes we've done so far, we're one for season one, one for season two. Um, Next week, we've got um, a season one episode that I have no idea what it's about because the synopsis just says a strange woman hires them to find her daughter. So they're finding a strange woman's daughter. And uh, the season two episode, they're fighting a gelatinous sea monster.
0: <laughs> oh my God! Oh. Sounds a There's a lot of ocean. I, well, I guess it is, it's Bay it's Baywatch, isn't, isn't it? it? <laughs> but, I mean, how many how many monsters are going to be in the ocean that are, that are undiscovered? I mean, is, this a, uh, is Nessie going
2: to show up at some point? I'd like to think. So. Could this be like the the Mitch Buchanan um, narrated version of Herman Melville's Moby Dick. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. we just don't know. <laughs> I mean, by the end of this, he's going to be uh, you know,
0: qualified in cryptozoology. I know that. He's going to yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed both episodes again. And if anyone hasn't checked out the show yet, I implore you to get on YouTube and search for the episodes and see what on earth we've been talking about because it's as bizarre as everything we're saying and more.
1: And if Would anyone... You- sorry, if anyone out there... If anyone out there knows anyone that was involved in Baywatch Nights in any way, shape, or form, and can throw them our way, throw them our way. <laughs> we've got lots of questions to ask.
0: <laughs> so many questions. So many questions.
1: Get them on for an interview. It'd be more like a grilling.
0: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, for for those you know for the you know for those of you tuned in, thanks so much for, for tuning in. Um, remember, we are on all the podcast websites now. Nick, do you want to give them a bit of a yeah comment? we've we've
1: <clears throat> managed to get ourselves on pretty much all the major podcast platforms um, we should be on apple this week but we're already on stitcher spotify tune in pretty much all of the platforms um and yeah and i'll say we had a great response to the first episode hopefully people are going to carry on listening to the second episode and, um, and we've got a
0: facebook page now as well what's the address for the facebook
1: there evenings with mitch buchanan the baywatch podcast i think <laughs> I'll, put the, I'll put the link in the uh, show notes um it's quite a, yeah, yeah. quite a mouthful but yeah yeah let us know
0: we'd, we'd love if yeah, it'd be really fun if people actually watch these episodes and we'd like to hear your feedback on which bits were your favorite and if there's anything we've missed or anything you know maybe there was some little little things in there that we didn't pick up on or anything that'd be great
2: the most beautiful thing that i feel like i personally or maybe we can collectively get from this is that if we can actually turn on so many people to Baywatch watch nights one of which i am slowly realising is one of the most under, underappreciated <laughs> gems of the 90s it's <laughs> a whole new audience
0: that'd be a great <laughs> achievement
2: the flag bearers of confusion, it it deserves to be
0: recognised. It really does. Like you know, I had no idea about this program until Nick ball it up, and I'm glad it's now in my life. <laughs> you know, on, and now on a weekly you, basis mate. as well.
1: <laughs> Everybody needs a bit of Baywatch uh, nights in their life, really. And like we, this week, we actually got an episode that was at night, and that's good. Yeah, so one out of four. <laughs> one out of four. It takes place at night. and <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, tune in next week, guys, um, and yeah, just uh, keep Bay watching. Um, is that
0: is that <laughs> our sign off now? Keep Bay watching. Keep we need bay- a, si- well, we a sign off, don't we? There is, we need, there, we is a, a there is
1: sign-off. a po- there is a podcast called Bay watching. I found it the other day. Uh, is so? I, we might have to try and see what it's like and contact them and say, uh, "We're your rival."
0: Can, can we have our <laughs> can we have our sign off as the one from episode one, please? There's no, so episode episode two, season one, which is. Ain't got nothing but the
1: blues.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That could be our sign off. It could be like, see you next time, everyone. And just remember, ain't got nothing but the blues. Yeah. If you think that would be a good sign off, let us know. We'll do it every week.
2: Um, Well, um, join us next week for a deep dive into the nights of LA. (laughs)
0: That sounded like Alan's deep bath.
2: (laughs) Bitches, deep
0: bath. <laughs> anyway, we should probably finish it because yep. is, I'm never going to find an outro. The outro this week is bye. 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 Everyone. <laughs> bye. bye.
1: <laughs>